Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome back to the Run Dot Down post game show on the Strickland YouTube channel. As they say, good things always must come to an end. But that is not the case here as the Knicks win six in a row, beating the shit out of the Chicago Bulls. Back to back wins. Six wins in a row, smoking on that Bulls pack tonight. Oh, it's a great night in New York. Knicks Twitter going crazy right now. I'm going crazy them. right now. Obviously, <laughs> they they add you know who is beautiful. Oh my God, it's beautiful. This, this the vibes around this team are immaculate right now. Yep, I mean Knicks win one fourteen ninety one. The game, I mean that score doesn't even tell like the whole of it. I mean at one point the Knicks were up by like. 30 i think yeah they were up 30 yeah they were by 30 so like this game was an absolute beat down um i mean great game from a lot of players on this team i mean i, I for, for me i would start with the, the the main three um rj brunson and grimes combined for 14 combined threes um absolutely spraying it from downtown um ian had a great a great tweet that encapsulated everything um, you know, Knicks, they dominate the offensive glass. I mean, I don't think Chicago had a single offensive that, rebound or second chance point. The fourth, they had two in the fourth quarter. When the game was, like, long over. But, yeah, for like, but for the like, majority of the game, they could not get anything to go. Which, was the last time you've seen that happen? Where, like, a team gets held without an offensive rebound for, like, three quarters. It was insane. That, that is, like, straight up getting bitched on the boards. I had never seen that happen before. Yeah. Oh, and they also caused the Bulls to have 20 turnovers. Um, so, I mean, the defense was absolutely ramped up tonight. It it was way better than the last game because I feel like last game really took our foot off the gas defensively. And I and I made a point to criticize that in the post game. And here the Knicks are absolutely shutting me up on that end today, um, mm-hmm. almost holding the Bulls to under 90 points, another opponent that would have been held on just under 90 po- points. Um, and I mean, it's credit to, you know, this nine man rotation. I mean, I would hopefully like to see it get expanded maybe a little bit, just, just to allow for some more flexibility with like rotations minutes that way, like t- guys aren't gassed by the end of the season. Cause I feel like that's something that can happen, but thankfully we got a whole bunch of young guys that are on our team. So it's not like we're relying on a bunch of veterans, but needless to say, I mean, it, it Ariel had a great tweet. He said like, he basically was basically saying how last last year, like the personnel for this to happen defensively was here. And I quote tweeted it saying like, th- that's what makes last year that much more frustrating because we had the personnel to do this and Dibs didn't do it. We had the personnel to start the season off like this, this way too. Didn't start the season off this way. Um, but we're here now. So I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to enjoy the win. I'm going to bask in the glory of six straight wins. Um, Best winning streak since the We Here year. So, you know, hopefully we can keep this rolling. The schedule allows for it. Um, This is a good time. This is a good time to, like, hit their stride because, like, they have the Pacers next, right? I believe so on Sunday. Yeah, and Pacers, and then I think it's the Warriors without Steph, which I will take the injury luck because – okay, anybody who want to criticize the injury luck, like, do you – would you remember the point where, like – Dudes would literally come back against the Knicks time after time again. We deserve this. Exactly. Like it's we about damn, it's about that time. We, we can't get in a lottery balls since Patrick Ewan. Give us a little bit. Give us a little bit of a break. We deserve that. We we deserve it. Um, but yeah, I mean, great game all around. Um, I guess we can start with like for me, I really want to like I'll start with Brunson. I want to highlight um the three-point shooting, it's definitely turned around. That was something that was something that we all kind of expected to to pick up. Um, he yeah. wasn't shooting it that well, and people were speculating maybe it's due to him having to create his own shot um, more. But, um, I mean, he, he shot, what, six of nine today from three? Um, and then he shot three of six last game. So it's been something that's trending upwards. Maybe it's the Bulls' bad defense, but, you know, Whatever it may be, I'll take it. Um, I'll take the positive three-point regre- um, regression. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to complain there. I thought that, you know, he had a great mix of threes. Like it wasn't, he wasn't just getting them all in one way. He was getting like self-created threes, like off step backs and stuff like that. He was also getting like catch and shoot opportunities. Um, and you know, catch and shoot opportunities is where he was thriving the most last year too. So, you know, definitely great to see that variance of, um, of shots. I think it's just good to see him like find that rhythm again. Especially coming off the um the injury to his ankle, uh, his foot, like you could not tell that he was like basically limping last week. Like yeah. when, when you saw him go down Sunday, like you were thinking maybe he might be out like two weeks. You're thinking like what's gonna happen? And then he comes back and he basically goes off for thirty and twenty. Like man has been playing a special brand of basketball right now. Clearly an all-star in the East. Like, I don't want to entertain anything else that says otherwise. Like, guy is incredible. 22 points, 7 to 14 from the field, 6 and 9 shooting from 3. Um, 3 assists, I'm oh, sorry, 6 assists, 3 steals. Like, his steals were wild, too, because they were all the same steal. It was literally Bulls player kicks out to shooter in quarter, Brunson intercepts pass, Brunson runs it down the court, tosses it, transition opportunity, two points, and or foul. Like, it was literally the same simple as read, same simple as play, and he just feasted off of it all night long. And that's what you like to see him do. Like, he just, he made Alex Caruso look stupid. He made the Bulls defense in general just look stupid. Like, they had no answer for him. They had no one to stop him. And... When he's playing like this, and this team is firing on all cylinders, like the, the guy looks the part of like a bona fide franchise cornerstone. Um, yeah, I mean, contract looks like a discount at this point. Um, the way he's hooping, um, and there's only room for more growth, positive to positively because I thought tonight he showed more of the three point shooting, didn't display as much in the paint, but then there's going to be games where he's going to be able to display both. And yeah. they'll be both going at a high level, and then that's when it's going to get really scary. I mean, it's already scary now, yeah. but, yeah, it, it could get even more scary. Like, him taking threes was the big thing, and now he's taking them and making them. League is in trouble, bro. And, like, yeah. I don't know if you saw that post from the NBA University, but like, he's already one of the most efficient, like, self-creators in the league, unassisted mm-hmm. self-creators in the league. And he's just now fighting a three-ball. So if he's going to shoot that three the way he knows how to shoot it, that way he was shooting it in Dallas, and you know he already has the in-between game, especially inside the arc, and now he's getting to the free throw line. He didn't get there as much tonight. He only got there two times, but you know he can get to the free throw line when he needs to. Like, th- this guy's the limit for this dude. And his contract descends. So, yeah, it- it's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah. Um... Moving on to the other backcourt, I called I I I said they they're the new Splash Brothers because I mean tonight they was just lighting it up. I mean Brunson was six to nine for three, Grimes right next to him five and nine from three, really had it going. I thought he was gonna go for thirty. If the game was close, he probably would have went for thirty. But I thought he was yeah. gonna go for thirty because the way he was just like being able to just he was scoring so efficiently um with not just the threes but like even in transition getting like opportunities there he was just being able to just he just fits that role of like guy you just need to be reliable in the starting lineup he fits it really well fits it really great and i mean like is he our desmond bain pick like Like, the guy that like teams are gonna be like man look at all these guys that passed on quentin grimes the way everyone likes to say look at all these dudes that passed on desmond absolutely dude like He's the glue guy that's scalable. And that's like the most like one that's one of the most valuable non-all-star players in the league. Like the glue guy who you could basically tell, hey, we need you to take um 10 shots tonight, or we need you to take like 15, and he can scale up to that number. Like he's now he's now starting to like shoot threes at the clip that we thought he was gonna shoot threes. He also had six free throws tonight. Like, so a guy who could get you free throws, a guy who could shoot the three like that be hyper-efficient stuff the paint, assisted and unassisted, because like, you saw a couple, like, step-back threes, you saw some pull-ups. Like, mm-hmm. if he's going to play like that, then sky's the limit for this dude. Like, he scored 22, and it was easy. 
Like at no point was I like, oh wow, damn, Quentin had to really work hard for that. I was just like, oh, okay, three. He had three threes in the first quarter. You're just like, ah, all right. Quentin Grimes is doing this thing. Okay. Simple. Uh, but yeah, like hyper efficient, 60 true shooting guard who's put us on like 10 PPG for this team. Like, incredible. And the defense, we're not even talking about the defense, because like the defense was pristine. Um had DeRozan in jail. DeRozan only had four free throws tonight. Stalled like, Zach Levine on a couple of drive attempts too. Yeah, like he was just bullying dudes, man. And they couldn't do anything. They couldn't touch him. They could not touch him. And like this is why he was Mr. Untouchable. This is why the front office is all high on him because like when he plays like this, it's hard to envision like a better player for this team in the starting lineup. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean plays great. I mean, I was super high on him um coming in summer league. Um I mean coming into summer league and then le- as he like progressed through summer league, I was like, yeah, this is this is like the type of stuff that I can see him doing on this team. And it took a while for us to get here, but we are finally here throughout all the injuries, trade rumors, all that. We have prevailed. Grimes is here. He's in the starting lineup and I mean, since him and Mitch have been back in the starting lineup, they are eight and four. Um, so it's just been really good basketball being played. Um, but yeah, I mean, great stuff. Future is bright for Quentin Grimes, you know, and he's only in his second NBA season and he's already providing this much of an impact on a winning basketball team. He's only 22. Yep. All right, Mr. R.J. Barrett, who you criticized in the first half, proceeded to have one of his better halves, I would say, all year in that second half. Um, Finished the night with 27 points, four rebounds, two assists. Um, Was part of that three-point rain down. Um, Had three threes, three of five from um, from three-point, nine of 20 from the field. Definitely showcased a lot more um, in terms of, like, the um variance in the ways he can score um had some spin layups had some finishes around the rim hit some threes so it was a pretty good pretty good game from him um mainly in that second half and he definitely helped open up that scoring in the third quarter for the Knicks yeah like he I think he came out he scored the first five points for the um seven I think whatever it was like he he was cooking in the third quarter. I gotta give him credit where credit is due. Like that first quarter, that first half was just bad, and he was missing free throws. But I think he missed like one or four from the free throw line tonight, which is like so unbecoming of what he was doing at the free throw line to start. Yeah, I think he was like up to eighty percent. Um, yeah. at a point in the season, or yeah, like I think before he like that was just underneath eighty percent. Yeah, so I mean, free throws have been like the one reliable thing that he's like been able to do this year, and it was very yeah. weird to see him miss them tonight. Hopefully, it's just like a one-time thing. Um, tonight, funny enough, wow! I'm looking at the the stats here. We actually shot. Is this true? They sh- both shot 47 percent from the field, and we yeah, shot 40 like, percent from the field, and we beat the shit out of them. Like the problem was, like they did not get any second opportunities, and we didn't foul them. Like, so you could shoot well, but like they're not getting to the line. That's hilarious. They're, take, they're also not taking threes because they're all like. DeRozan took a three tonight. DeRozan took a three. I, I had was, to tweet about it because, like, that was, like, the most desperation three I've ever well, seen. He had, like, he had the Draymond pose. Like, he, man, was shooting. Like, he chucked that shit. Like, he knew he wasn't going in. But, like, they needed something, and he wasn't getting anything from that team, man. Like, I, I just – that was clamps, bro. i never seen DeRozan look that scared in his life. Like, he took 14 shots and had 14 points. That should tell you how good – defense he played on him and he had four turnovers like what what a what a defensive master class and oh uh i guess we could talk about um mitch too speaking of defensive master class like mitchell robinson is so underrated like he has been the unsung hero of this team like this is the reason why teams can't run pick and rolls against us because if you run pick and roll it's gonna be um it's gonna be qg following the um following the boy handler, and it's going to be Mitchell Robinson basically covering up a bunch of space and then being able to still contest the shot from the um, from the roller. Like, he has just been a monster on the boards. He had four offensive boards tonight to, like, 
an okay performance from him in terms of boards, but like two steals, uh, two steals. He was in the passing lane. He was blowing up plays, a block, two assists, which is really good to see. Like he was fine. Like he was getting the offensive rebound and finding guys for putbacks and threes. Like that's what you want to see. I think he ran a DHO with Quentin Grimes, opened up a three for him. His screens have been like really, really good the last couple of games as well. Like he's starting to click. And you just hope that he's able to click this way for the rest of the season. Um, I think it's helped a ton that he's been playing with better defensive personnel in the perimeter. So his yeah, job isn't be, that much harder when it gets to the paint. hundred percent. And I feel like Quinn Grimes being able to basically make it so that like ball handlers are not negated, but like significantly weakened makes that he can do less help. And when he's not, when he's able to just be planted in the paint, and be able to come up when he needs to, that's him at his best. Uh, think of the defense. Like, the defense was just incredible tonight. Like, they were just forcing turnovers. They were flying around the perimeter, flying around, just like... And then, yeah, and then the offense was just flying? Like, it got to the point where, like, we went from, all right, cool, Brunson, QG, Cook, to just, okay, ball movement, fine open shooter, turnover, transition opportunities. Like, remember that last play before, like, the Bulls called the timeout of 30? Where like it would just like kick out, kick out, kick out, and then like Randall cuts to the ba- um to the paint and then puts up the um the layup and then they go up 30, and it's just like, where was this the entire season? Like, I'm glad we're getting it now. Don't get me wrong. I'm so happy that it's here now, and I'm glad that the Knicks are winning. But this should have been here the entire season. It was there. The personnel was all there, the rotation should have been all there. And like again, this team just still doesn't even have OB yet. So like Yeah. I mean, like this this team has a long way to go, and they can be so much better still, which is incredible. Yeah, there's a lot of room for growth here. Um, if Dibs pushes all the right buttons and the players all buy into those buttons being pushed. Um, Speaking of buttons being pushed, uh, I think we can talk about Randall tonight as yeah. well. Yeah, because this was his best defensive game of the season by far. By yeah, far. he was he was much more locked in defensively tonight than any other game I've probably seen this which, year. Pisses me off because it's like, dude, you could do this every game if you wanted to. Like, literally, his help defense was incredible. His rotations were great. You could have put him on an island because if you went on an island with you, he would just clamp up and move with you with the footwork. Like, when he can play like this, and again, we've noted that, like, he's been able to switch more. So he's putting these, he's being put on the perimeter. Like, when he's on the perimeter against guys, like, they had no idea what to do. Like, you saw him guard DeRozan. DeRozan took the ISO. Julius just stayed with him, and then DeRozan puts up a shot, and, like, it hits rim. Same thing with Levine, where, like, Levine is basically calling for his screens because he doesn't want Randall on him. Like, if you remember that playoff series against the Hawks, the best defender against Trey Young was Julius. Like, he could not score on Julius to the point where, like, he was calling picks to make sure that Julius would have to switch up to somebody else. So, like, Julius deserves credit. Offensively, he didn't have it tonight. Whatever. But, like... I think the process was fine offensively. Defensively, the process was spectacular. And if he's able to do that on a consistent basis, then, like, this team's defense can only get better from here, which is scary to say because they've been, like, a top three defense for the last 10 games. Like, you're talking, like, potentially best defense in the league. So it's great to see this team, like, clicking on all cylinders and playing this way. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the – I saw the Kirk's – Kirk Goldsberry – that is his oh. name, his quadrants, his efficiency landscape, and the Knicks are in the uh, what is this? Where is this? Quadrant of wow. Number two net rating the last 10 games, number nine offense, number three defense. Only other teams that are like in our range are the Celtics and the Grizzlies, who are two of the best teams in the league. I argue probably the two best teams in the league right now. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's where that's where the Knicks have have stacked up their last um, ten games. Um, yeah. You know, you're just hoping that they can continue doing this, doing this for the rest of the season. You just want to see them like be consistent. Like we're, we're not going to win every single game. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. But like, if you could just play like with this level of intensity and this level of like focus and timing and togetherness and synergy, whatever you want to call it, um, grinning and winning, whatever, like, this team can be so good. And that's a credit to, as much as I don't want to say it, it's a credit to Tibbs. 
because he's got them playing ball right now. It took a while, but he's got them playing ball. It's a credit to Rose for building up the team and Walt Perrin, especially for drafting this fucking 2021 draft class, which is basically like been the rotation. Like it's Grimes, it's Sims, and Deuce. And speaking of Deuce tonight, Deuce, he's. I think he, this is probably more of his more of his more aggressive games. Like it's not going to show up in the box score because he only went two or three, but like he played like he knew what he was doing in the court and it started to click for him. And that's all you want to see him do. Like, if it's, it all, click it's all about reps. Yep. And I think that's what a lot of people were saying. Like he just needed reps. He needed the ability to just like play the game. And now that he's playing the game, like he still is bringing the defense. The defense ain't the problem. Like he had two steals again tonight, including one where like I think it was a Jodrick just like passed it off to like Javante Green or some shit. And like easiest steal was like the dude was literally guarding and it felt the ball and went, oh shit, hey, steal. And then like he just ran up the court. So like the defense was already pristine. We already knew that the offense started to come along. Like the, again, man, like I I get I get being able to like not drink the Kool-Aid and I get trying to like limit expectations, but man, this team is like so good. This team like, like potentially two all-stars, potentially could be like a top six team in the East. Like that that's the makings of a good team. It is indeed. Before we get to everyone's wonderful comments, and please leave some comments, questions, all that good stuff. Um, we'll get to as many as we can. It's time for everybody's favorite part of these shows. All right. Let me make sure I actually have the right one loaded up. Okay. Yep. There we go. NBA season is heating up. Um, when I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% draft boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Place a same-game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if, you, if they do. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes or show description for details. All right. Let's go to some comments. Okay. Let's see. All right. So Chris Bernhard, he says, now this is game related. Um, when will any of our under 25 players find any offensive consistency? Um, I think you're starting to see it with um, Grimes right now. Um, and I think that's all you really need right now. Grimes and like RJ to a to a certain degree. Um, but yeah, I think that's all you really need. Because like guys like Sims and Deuce, Tyrese, you're muted. Uh, guys like, guys like um, Sims and Deuce, you're really looking for them to just like catch and shoot opportunities and like they're mainly there for defense. Like a lot of the younger guys are just there for defense right now. Um, IQ is the main one that's like he he looks like, like he goes through these like these weird stretches where he looks like he's like lost all confidence in his shot, but like everything else is going for him. But like he just won't shoot, or like he'll shoot and he it won't like he just won't make it, and it's like it's. It's 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 hard. It's frustrating. It's frustrating because like you know, like you saw this guy rookie year with like no fear, like straight up. This guy pulled up in the middle of a playoff game from like near thirty and drained it against the Hawks. Like he took it to Damian Lillard in his first year to the point where like Dame was like, yeah, he nice. Like, and now you look at this guy and he's like passing up open threes to drive into the paint, and it's like. 
I don't know if this is like Tibbs saying you need to drive to be a point guard, but like he's got to find that balance and it's hard to like, it's hard to, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch a guy who like was known for being boisterous and known for being confident and like had that wiring of crazy that I think a lot of people hated, but like, I think a lot of people also appreciated to be so timid and so like um, scared to shoot. He should not be scared to shoot. Like, uh, it, it's hard, man. And that doesn't take away from his defense, his playmaking, his ability to like, like he's still a positive tonight. So like, and he's still a positive on the season, but he's got to find it. And I don't know when that's going to happen. And I know that it, I, I don't even know if I can say it will happen. That's the thing. Like I, can't, I don't know if I can say it will happen because like it's rough. It's rough. And uh, I, I just hope that he's able to turn the corner like the way he did last game where like he put up 0-7 against like the Thunder. And then like he came out and had his best stretch of like his career. I hope that's something similar. I hope so too. Cause everyone knows that is that is my guy right there. So if he is looking like that, it is I'm not feeling so good about it. But um yeah, I mean offensive consistency for our under twenty five players is definitely something, you know. I think as they gain more reps with each other, I think that's something that will happen. Because, um, like, these guys, as much as we've wanted to see them play together so much, they haven't. So I think that's also part of it, too. Um, and just getting used to this um, this nine-man rotation and, like, actually, like, knowing their roles now. So, like, they'll be able to, like, consistently work at what they need to do to be better in those roles um but yeah i mean it's gonna take some time but you know i think some of the i think some of them will i think some of them are already starting to um and you know it's just a process that we have to just sit and wait through i mean we're winning right now so it's like something that's not so detrimental to the team that they haven't found their offensive consistency um all of them but I mean, it's enough to get us through these wins yeah. right now. So I'll take and it. They're still a good offensive team. Like, don't get me wrong. They're still like a top ten offensive team. I think tonight they finished top ten. I can check the stats on that. But like, it's just individuals more than like the actual team, which is a good thing to see. Yeah. Yeah, I think as of right now, they are the fourteenth ranked offense and the eighth ranked defense. And again, around the stretch, they've been the ninth ranked offense and the third ranked defense. That probably went up again tonight. So, yep. All right. Next comment Ace Bouchard, hot take alert. Bulls are washed. They are indeed. Is it washed if you never really started them in the first place? Like, that's like saying. Okay, who who that's not saying like uh fucking like watch is like you were good and then you're bad. Like the Bulls were never good. Yeah, they weren't. I mean they, they tricked they tricked everyone last year with a with a with a regular season like that, but I mean folks like me and Therese and a lot of Knicks fans just knew that that knew. like the we we were all a year early on like calling the Bulls frauds. Um because like here they are showing us who everyone knew that they were. I think most NBA fans like didn't buy into the Bulls hype anyway. So, no, I think a lot. I think like a lot of the media was like, "Oh, you know the Bulls, like they made all these rules," and it was like, at best, they're a second, they're a second round exit. At best, and that's with DeRozan somehow finding himself in the playoffs, and Vucevic not being a negative on the defense, and Zach Levine, who's like again laffy taffy knees. Also, Zach Levine's the dumbest player I've ever seen in my life. Like, straight up, that dude plays like an idiot. And not like in the Julius where it's like, you know, 
Like, he just legitimately does not know how to play basketball aside from putting the ball in the hoop. How many times did they just pick Levine's pockets because he was just doing dumb shit? He had five turnovers tonight, and, like, all of them were literally self-inflicted. It was literally him going, all right, I'm going to make this really lazy-ass entry pass into, like, a guard. And then it's just, like, it's like RJ or Grimes going, okay, thanks. Like, it was, it was, like, people want this dude. People looked at the dude and was like, yeah, $250 million. Laffy Taffy knees. Sign me up. Like, dude, this guy stinks. He stinks. That contract is bad. And he, all he can do is jump. And now he can't even jump anymore. Like, give me a break. Like, give me a break. This guy sucks. He's not good. No free throws. Three assists. Like, he has not taken any step, like any significant strides as like a ball handler, a passer, somebody who could process the game. He just puts the ball in hoop and he can't even do that as well anymore. $215 million, man. He's the George Bush of all-star caliber players, bro. We're like, this guy does not deserve it at all, but he gets in because like he has the fancy shit. And he that's what he is. He puts up numbers and that's it. Man. It feels so good to be so right about the Bulls, man. Like I know, I know. Like, yo, like I've just been waiting on this moment. And like the fact that the Knicks like put it like all right, after that last game, I was like, today we have to like embarrass them because like last game we like let our foot off the gas and like we gave them too much of a chance and we let them like think that they're like still a, a team that can you know compete with someone of the likes of us um glad today that we like put that to bed and like we like embarrassed them this type of this type of loss that like gets a coach fired or like uh, leads to some type of shakeup um but well, like, what, you, what, what are you gonna shake up on that team because they turned all their picks exactly so it's like sorry. san antonio got a pick from 2025 the magic want to get another top seven ish pick which is wild to think about. Like, the team is in purgatory, bro, and they traded all of their, all of it. They tampered for Lonzo Ball. They traded two first-round picks for Vucevic, and they gave up Wendell Carter Jr., Franz Wagner, and both those players are better than him. And then traded another first-round pick for DeRozan. My Spurs are eating off that. Like, that, that team just stinks. They're poorly constructed. They have no future. Blowing it up doesn't even do anything because they owe so many teams their pick that, like, it's pointless. So it's just, yeah. The Bulls are mudded. They deserve it. The 90s want their team back. And I'm so happy to see them suffer. I'm very happy to see them suffer. They they stink. They have to blow it up, man. They they can't even blow it up because, like, if they blow it up, they're still going to lose their pick. Whatever. They might as well just like cut their losses early and, and like, just... wh- like what are you getting for like Avushovic? Nothing. What are you getting for DeRozan? Like you like what team is Cut your losses DeRozan? and take what you can at this point. That's the point that they're at right now. Cause like they've they peaked last year. Last year was their peak. Their peak was a first round exit. That's it. Which is crazy to think about. Like your peak is a first round exit in five. Where DeMar DeRozan was your best player. Like DeMar DeRozan is the best player on your team. Where are you going? Nowhere, and the Raptors realized that really early and capitalized on it. And credit to them, Masai broke his promise, broke his word, whatever it is, it's a business. But he saw what everyone else saw, or at least what a lot of people refused to see, and you know, cut their losses early with the Rosen. So thankful that the Knicks did not get him as much as oh, many in the fan base crying. wanted him to be a Nick. People were like, "Oh, you look! You could have seen. You could add DeRozan. You could add DeRozan." And it's like, if this team every person it, that we could have had, we always end up looking better off anyway. So it's like, yeah, like people were crying for Kelly Uber this week. Who, who was? People were crying. All right. Yeah, for Kelly Uber, they were crying because Forty is on the team. Like, this people, needs to get a hold of itself. People were crying for Andre Drummond. That was another one. Oh, I remember, remember those. The, those days the, were dark. You remember the Andre Drummond like discourse with people were like, "Yeah, bro, he nice like that." Like, give him. Those were very dark days. Like, who else would we be crying for? We was crying like Carl Anthony Towns, 
mid like it, it was filthy it was filthy how much people were like DeJounte Murray like come on dog have some shame Yasha says Derrick Rose getting hugs after making a three he really the NBA's make-a-wish kid <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the fact, I mean, Chicago, I mean, I, I get they love Derrick Rose, but like, man, to be cheering for him while their team is absolutely getting shlacked. No, they were cheering for him. They you were know down how, bad. Though, they needed they something like, to cheer for tonight, and they were down so bad. This is the game where I wish Taj Gibson was on team still, man, because like, that would have been him and Taj coming onto the court. They would have, like, they were able to storm the court after Taj made a three, man. Man, they were out here giving standing ovations. That was the filthiest shit. <laughs> oh, that, that's that's sad. That's sad. For a bench warmer who's like on his way to retirement. Yeah. Hawkeye 420 says, Walt Perrin is Pope. I mean, shout out to him. Getting, I mean, I think the biggest thing for him is getting Sims at 58. Sims yeah. was moving his feet, shutting down Caruso um, on that play where, like, Deuce got the steal without even looking. Yeah. Like, he was, like, legit moving his feet, staying with him every step. And this is not the first time we've seen Sims do that. So, like, this isn't as consistent with Sims. He's able to stay with guys on the perimeter. Um, and he's a third-string center, bro. The third-string center. He finally got moved up in the rotation because of an injury. Um, he should be the backup center in actuality, but I mean, I'm not going to complain because, like, uh, the rebounding has yeah. been good with Hartenstein and Sims together. Yeah, Hartenstein, Hart, for, like, for all the credit that Hartenstein deserves, for like, again, he was boring tonight, but like, his boring was 10, off, 10 boards, six offensive rebounds. Yeah, like, so. he, the man is boring, but like, he does his job as a backup center. If you ask him to do more, it doesn't work out for you. And he's also, like, not being optimized in the slightest offensively. So, like, for all the shit that Tips has basically put him through, like, he's fine. He's boring, and that's all you need him to be. Just boring. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, I didn't even speak about Deuce, Grimes, IQ. I feel like those are all credit to Walt Perrin. Yeah. Um, He's done his job. He's supplied the Knicks with a stable rotation at the very least um and you know there's only room to grow from here and you know you're wondering what what he has up his sleeve in this next upcoming draft um but yeah i mean we won't talk about the draft right now because we're enjoying we're enjoying some wins um i know shameless plug the strickland dropped some draft content today so yeah picklin cook it up it's nice out here. But, um, yeah, like, man, he will cook him in that draft, too. He might walk up with, like, two dudes in an extra pick. It'll be special. Mm-mm-mm. Can't wait. I mean, I think, like, this, like, the Knicks right now, they're doing, I mean, they're, they're sort of following the blueprint of the Grizzlies now, at least, where, like, they're allowing a lot of their young guys to finally get some run in the rotation and seeing what they have with them. And then you're hoping that they can follow that blueprint in terms of, like, okay, next year we see what guys can stick, what guys don't, and then you move on from whatever players that don't, like, see the the Grizzlies, they moved on from Melton. They felt they didn't need him. They felt like they had guys on their rotation that can supplement that role pretty fine. Um, and so far it has worked out for them in that way. Um, they also let go of, I forgot who else they got let go of, but um, uh, Kyle, oh, Kyle Anderson. Yeah, Kyle Anderson, they let go of him. They got guys like Santi Aldama that just Valentin pop right in. in. Yeah, like, I mean, so like they, they saw what they have in, in their guys and they just like plug and play with all the young players that they have and just, it yeah. just works seamlessly for them. And you're hoping that the Knicks can follow suit in that in that regard where they they see what young players pop for them which ones don't and then they just mix and match and you know move from there i mean that i think that's a good way to start building out a, like a strong foundation of a team yeah i just the drafting has just been impeccable that is the calling card of this front office this entire regime has been able to draft really well and like 
for all the moves you want to talk about, like their free agency or whatever, like their trades have been really savvy and their drafting has been phenomenal. So two out of three areas they do it and they ain't that bad. Yeah. Um, Chris Bernhard. Here's a funny and sad state for the MSG crew recently. Both the Rangers and Knicks are on five-game winning streaks at the same time for the first time in 29 years. Wow. New York is back. New York is back. Ice Spice dropped and New York is back. Like the Giants go make the playoffs probably, I hope. The Jets are decent. Neck uh, the Mets and Rain um Net, Mets and Yankees. Basketball is back in the city. Good times. Good times. Hell, Rangers, Islanders, Devils, NYCFC won the chip. Liberty are decent. Yeah, New York sports man. We finally coming back. It's about damn time. Yep. Um, Virgil X. Okay, okay, but what about the negatives? Yeah, I got, no, I got nothing. I mean, what? No, what I, 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 I don't got no, I don't got no negatives, man. I feel like we've been two negatives even on wins on this, on this, on these, on these, on these post games. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try, I'm uh, try to keep it as positive as possible. Like the only, neg- the only negative, the only negative is quickly. The only negative is quickly. Yeah, I would say the only negative is quickly. Uh, I mean, but like he's still positive. So yeah, like, like he, like his defense was great. His playmaking is still good. Yeah, like once he puts the ball in, he'll be fine. You yeah, just I mean that even opens up more things for the offense and even elevates the offense even more when that happens. So it's like a matter of just like trusting in the process because you know what you got in quickly when he really has his confidence going and when he really has it rolling. So it's just a matter of that, but like, yeah, that would be the only negative. I mean, I'm trying to be as positive as possible. I was finally able to stay up for a whole game. Cause I took a nap before, because I took a nap before the game. I had to take a nap because I knew my ass was too tired and I was going to be washed and fall asleep. Like, especially with the blowout, I would have, like, definitely fell asleep in, like, the third or fourth Oh, quarter. I was, like, starting so, to crash over the third quarter, and I was like, oh, this getting... I was so like, I, I took a nap. I, like, oh, I stayed up. So, you know, I got no I got no negativity right now. Just enjoying the Knicks winning streak and, you know, hoping that we can... I'm hoping that we can get this to, you know... 10? 10 plus. 10 plus. Because we were supposed to have 10 that we hear year, and the Suns came into MSG and ruined it. It was a classic game. Um, I think they can get to 10. I think they can. Because, like, the longest winning streak we've had, I think, was, like, the the 2012-13 year. And that was, like, a 13-game win streak. Yeah, they won 13. So, like, if we can reach, like, if we can start to approach that level... Like, that would be really fun. I, I just need, man, I need, like, we get the Pacers next, the Warriors, the Raptors, and then the Bulls again, right before Christmas. That'll be your next four games. They can win all four of those. Seven, games. eight, nine, ten. Yep. Ten-game winning streak going into Christmas. Perfect Christmas gift. Beat the Sixers on Christmas. Oh it could God. happen. It, it, it could happen. happen too. It could, you look at the, man, you look at the Sixers. Dockerist team, I'm I'm very confident against them. Yeah, I, I, there's a chance. I wouldn't put it past them, man. So I just hope that this team keeps rolling. Like, I think this this is the streak. I think every good team gets hot at some point. Um, every good team gets like a couple of wins in a row. Like they just keep stacking wins, and that can like carry them out the rest of the season. Like you look at again the we here, like they were 25 and 27 at one point. And then they went 16 to 4 down the stretch and they ended up 40, um, 41 to 31, including a 90 winning streak. So if this team again starts out like what they were 10 and 13 and now they're 16 and 13, and like there's a chance they could get to 20 and 13, like every team gets one good streak and the next good streak is happening now, then I mean, so look, look, look at look at some other teams around the league. I mean, Memphis, they're on a six-game win streak as well, um, separating themselves from par- parts of the West. The Pelicans were just on a crazy win streak as well, too. 
that yeah. helped them separate themselves um, atop the Western Conference. So, you know, these type of win streaks, they help to um, separate yourselves from um, the rest of the bunch, especially when those teams are really bunched up with all those similar records as it was with the Knicks. Um, I mean, they're still, like, closely... Um, they're close, but, like, you look at the play like, they built up a game and a half against the Heat. And the Heat right now floundering. I know they've won three straight, but, like, they were playing some bums. Like, they got Udonis Hassan playing. Like, so... Yeah. There's, there's, there's a chance right now to, like, stack up those wins. And hopefully they're able to do it sooner rather than later. Like, I think the next... Like, they, they played the Spurs. And then they played the um, Bulls, the Pacers, and the Timberwolves. Like, you hope they can stack up a couple of these losses and the Knicks can stack up a couple wins. And then, like... At that point, the Knicks are looking at like being in prime positions to just make the playoffs entirely without having to go to the play-in. And hell, the Sixers might lose too. Sixers have won four straight, but they might lose a couple games as well. And like the Knicks could be battling with the Sixers for fifth. No. Sky's the limit for this team. Just a matter of, you know, just stay in the course. Um, Tom Retain says Brunson went from. Um, 33% from three to 36% in just one game. I love averages. I really do love averages. He was like, what, six for nine tonight? Yeah, 66%. six for nine. That's, uh-huh. That is something that, that, that will definitely help bump up the averages. Yep. My man is cooking. I think, yeah, he went up three points. He's at 36% now. Wow. 35.8 if you want to be specific, but 36%. Whew. What a game. Um, so Virgil X asks, how much better can the Knicks be? Top four seed or five five to six? I think they can buy for four. Like it's gonna be hard. Another almighty four seed season. I mean, like if you have two almighty four seasons in like last three years, like and this time it's off the back of your young guys playing well, like Can't you complain. cannot you cannot complain. complain, bro. Like I get it, they don't have the quintessential franchise store or whatever, but like this is off the back of your young guys. They're playing their role. They're playing really well. Three of them are starting. Three of them are coming off the bench in the rotation. Well, four of them are coming off the bench in rotation. And, like, you could talk about guys like Hartenstein, who is still a young guy. He's, like, at the same age as Sims. Like, the team is young, the team is hungry, and they're winning basketball games. You cannot yeah. complain. Unless you are just, like, so miserable that you wanted Wemby and nothing else would make you happy. And you can't even say, like, this is unsustainable either because, like, Brunson is 26, though. Brunson is 26, Randall's 28. Like, those are your two vets in the rotation, quote-unquote. And they're still winning basketball games. You still have all of your picks going forward and excess picks. And you've been able to find value all around the draft. Like, the team's in a good spot, objectively speaking. So I'll take an almighty forward seed. Give me that shit. That's With two all-stars, potentially? Give me that shit. I mean... Even the guys on ESPN seem high on us, which is something that I'm always kind of scared about. Um, they said that we can be around the like that five or six seed range. So whenever ESPN is high on us and not talking shit on us, I'm cautiously op- optimistic. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just Kendrick Perkins asking um, to give us flowers, so I'll take that. Julian, <laughs> another win for Coach Thibs and his extremely strong culture. Never doubted him. Never doubted him. Oh, boy. You can doubt Coach of the Year, Tom Thibodeau, but and not me. I would never. Yes, Master. <laughs> Man, it's so it's so crazy because, like, people will say this, but, like, Thibs, like, he shot himself in the foot. For half, for a, a good part of his tenure here, because he refused to play the guys that are giving him probably one of the best defenses in the league right now. Like he he shot himself in the foot by not playing these guys. He did and not want to patch that Sims. bitch up. And he did not want to play Sims. Like he didn't want to play these guys, and like people are like, well, I, I mean, obviously people are going to criticize his his scheme. Well, his scheme is obviously not going to work because he's not playing the right guys. Play the right guys. Your scheme doesn't look as stupid, and then no one criticizes your scheme anymore. Like no yeah. one says anything about Thibs' scheme because he has the right guys that are like flying around the the perimeter, and he's also making their tweaks. ass off. And like to his credit, he made some tweaks again with like Julius 
um, switching more. Yeah, he's um, he's also like changed some things as well. Like the scheme isn't like totally like replicated from like early yeah. in the season. He's changed some things, but like it's also just like he's just played the right guys, and like that's yeah, all he had like, to do this whole time. Yeah, like when you have good defenders, it's easier to like defend across different schemes. Who who could have who could have seen it coming? I mean, you tell, you tell me Derek Rose at Ever 48 in the season, uh, in the rotation to start the season would lead to a bad defense. No way. Who could have thought? Who could have thought playing your best defenders would result in a better defense? Wild to me. Wild to me. And I'm not even a coach, but just, just wild to me. Also, fun fact the Knicks have the second best road record in the league. Hmm. Can we start winning at MSG? We got the Warriors and Raptors coming up at MSG. That would be really nice to kick their ass at home. Yeah, I would like that. I would really like that. That'd be fun. God. Especially after what the Raptors have been dealing with these last couple of games, Kyrie game winner, Magic beating them back-to-back games. Like, they've I, had it rough, and I'd like to make it worse for them. They, they deserve it. Like, they, <laughs> I'd, they, I'd like to make it very much worse for them. I want them I want them blowing up the team. Give me OG and Anobi. I'll take that shit. Yeah, like, I, I just need to see – I just need to see the, the, the Raptors, like – get dismantled in front of an MSG crowd. I feel like they've beat us way too many times these last couple of years. Need them singing O Candid on the on the all um, playing right back. Like yeah. that's what I need. Give me that. I I need Jalen Brunson outplaying that 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 short man Fred. Really, <laughs> really showing folks who's the real better midge point guard. <laughs> it's a midge point guard. You know what? You're right. You're right. Chris Bernhard, IQ took it to Kawhi and PG and made Lou Will give him respect. Someone got to make him watch that tape. Yeah, someone's got to sit, like, someone's got to, like, strap IQ down in a room and just play his rookie highlights on Hold, hold his eyes open. Yes, and, like, like make him watch his rookie highlights on repeat and be like, this is you. Like, you can do this and you can still do, like, all the new stuff that you've discovered to do as well. I need my man to so just get baptized in his highlights. I need he some. He just needs to be sat- locked in a room for like thirty-six hours straight, just watching those highlights on loop. Yeah. On loop. And there's enough highlights to go around. Next man's got a lot of content out there, so you can yeah. watch them highlights. Watch them highlights from college, like whatever you need to do. Wh- watch that. Shit. Like watch your second half of the season and just like watch who you were pulled off the, the triple doubles, them sh- that shooting, like. He just needs to get something. I don't know what it is, but something like he needs to get pure. He needs to go to some Sunday service, get some home cooking from mom, play some Warren Sapp, some Brian McKnight. I don't know, but like Donnie McClurkin, like he needs something. But once he finds it, scary hours. It is. It will definitely indeed be that for opponents when that happens um yeah let's see what else we got here oh jl need a 10 game win streak heading into christmas day versus the sixers as we discussed already would be the most hyped regular season knicks game in a long time problem is that 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 has a potential like ruin christmas it does but it also has the potential to make it like one of the best christmases ever as a knicks fan yeah if they go up to 11 straight against the sixers and joel and beads ass on christmas Oh, like I don't even need no gift. I can I can eat all that. And it that. says MSG too. That could be that could be one for the ages. Oh, it really, bro, it really could be. I wish we had good jerseys, bro. I need a Christmas jersey. That's what I needed. That could be one for the ages, man. That could be one of the ages. Like one that could be like, that could be like the best one of the season potentially. I need like I need like I need like the whole starting lineup just going crazy against Philly. Yeah, I need like everybody dropping twenty. Even Mitch, Mitch, you even gotta even drop twenty. Even Mitch, I need you gotta drop twenty and Embiid. I don't care. I, like, no, I just need, I just need, I just need Mitch to like hold his ground against Embiid, a healthy that, Embiid. You remember that first game last year against Embiid, where like, he put Embiid in jail and had him do like thinking man to the camera. Like, I need that again. That's what I need. Yeah. Burn um, the orange jerseys, JL. No. We never. Oh no! You talking about the ones from Christmas? Okay, you're good. You're good. You're valid. Never mind. Never mind. Which orange jerseys? Oh, the all orange ones. What the what the all with the blue trim? Oh. Not not the um cream. That was from the 12, 12, 13 year. 
like the the uh, Boom, face the Lakers. Yeah, those were good. Like the creamsicle ones, garbage. But that like slight blue trim, all orange. Those were hard. I need those back. Those were hard. But oh man, I just. Whew. I, man, I, I'm excited about this team. They, they, they brought back the feeling. And you love to see it. Jordan Bubb says, Knicks did what real teams in the playoffs would do to the Bulls in this game. Make Le- Levine and DeMar play defense and be physical with them. Yeah, I mean, I mean the Knicks basically played like a playoff rotation. Yeah. Um, going nine man, going nine men deep. Um, pause. Um, but <laughs> I wasn't even gonna say that. But, but yeah, I mean, they basically have a playoff like mindset going yeah. into these games with the way their rotation is set up, the way their game plan is set up, the way they the play way defense. Coaches, so, like... yeah, so they're like basically prepared to play playoff games every game. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is what the Bulls look like in the playoffs versus the Bucks. Like, I mean, Grayson Allen was applying that pressure and they folded. So, I mean. Look what the Knicks are doing. This is no surprise. The fact that Grayson Allen with that team up last year, dog, is filthy. I still can't believe he did that shit. Like, you let Grayson Allen wet you up. Then again, you can't even talk because Grayson Allen wet us up. So, eh. but yeah, in the playoffs, filthy. Yep. All right. Brent says, can we stop saying. Now that we have equal talent to Chicago, our top two to three cancels out there, and everyone else we got is better than them. Drummond's like their fifth best guy. I mean, I I was never one of those folks that said we had equal talent to Chicago. I, I, we're a better team. We were we were always a better team. Even last year we were a better team. The problem was we just sucked shit late. Like Chicago isn't a good team, bro. They don't have a lot of really good talent, and like. DeMar DeRozan literally has one play down the stretch of games. That's his play. It's either mid-range jumper or flop. And when he wants to get enough fouls, what was he doing? He was on the ground. He was getting teed up. He was frustrated. He couldn't do nothing. And the boys put them work on him all game long, and he was lost. But they played playoff defense, and he was like, why is it so warm in here? Why the spotlight so bright? Like, and that's what he is. That's what he is. You can play physical with DeMar DeRozan, and then he just turns into a pumpkin. The voodoo is gone. Yeah. Jordan Bub asks, who has more horrible contracts in their future, the Bulls or the Wolves? Bulls. I think it's the Bulls. The Wolves, I think they just have to move off of Cat, honestly. Actually, actually no. Actually, no. You're, no, the Wolves. Because the Wolves have Cat locked up for, like, $205 million. They extended him. I forgot they extended him, and then they have Gobert another for another four years at like two hundred million dollars, and then they're about to pay Anthony Edwards. Like they about to have their cap at four dudes, and they're like fighting for five hundred right now. Oh yeah, you know it's, it's, it's definitely the Wolves. What am I talking about? Not the Wolves. I think the Wolves situation could be much better if they just traded Cat for like depth or something. Or problem like, is like who, who wants Cat? I don't know. But like, I don't even think the Knicks won't cat. No, of course not. No, at least I hope they don't. But, like, I mean, you never know with, like, the way the league goes and, like, in terms of – it, it gets wild in the, in the offseason. I know. Then again, like, we thought, who want to go bear? And then some team traded the entire franchise for Rudy fucking go bear of all people. But, like, dude, Carl Anthony Towns shrinks in the playoffs and can't play defense on a regular season. Why are you trading for Carl Anthony Towns? Like, unless you're, like, the Warriors with Draymond. Peak Draymond. But, like, Draymond might even be on the team next year. So, like, what's the point? The only team that would probably make sense on would be Anthony Davis and the Lakers. That's the only team he, probably, he makes a, a decent amount of sense on. For, like, a contending team. Maybe the Raptors. But, like, the Raptors won't do that. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, whoever has more horrible contracts in the future, it's not the Knicks. So that's the truth. That's tough for Chicago fans and Timberwolves fans. Um, I do think the Timberwolves situation is a little bit more easier to, I guess, like 
finagle around if like they find someone that wants cat and like the way the nba seasons work out you never know who's gonna want to like trade for him like out of nowhere some team could just pop up and be like hey we'll take cat for whatever your price is or like we'll work around it like shit like that always happens in this league no one's like ever untradeable unless you're russell westbrook so but yeah russell westbrook was getting passed around so like yeah i mean until he got to the lakers and now like nobody literally wants him so damn bro lakers are a fucking curse lakers curse man they sold their soul for that ring um but yeah I mean, I think, I mean, next game, let's talk about next game. Next game is versus the Pacers. Have we played the Pacers at all this year? No, no right? we played them in the uh, preseason, but not this year. played them in the preseason. Okay. So I'm not going to really take anything from that. But, I mean, the Pacers, they've been competitive with a lot of good teams this year. Um, So they are no slouch, I'll say. They are, they're, they're better than the Bulls. <laughs> There's that. They're better than the Bulls, so. And they can shoot. They can shoot, especially yeah. with Matherin and like Buddy Heel and stuff. They can shoot. So, it'll be a it'll be a test to see like a team who like shoots volume threes the way they do, like how they play against that. But like. And then there's our nemesis, Mister McConnell. Oh God! Don't even say his name, bro. Oh. God, dude. There's Mr. McConnell and there's Mr. Turner. Turner like lit us up last year with a crazy game with like seven threes or something. It was best game in his career, bro. But yeah, we we got a couple nemesis over there. I mean, it depends on how you see Tyrese Halliburton. A lot of Knicks fans hate him for some you know, reason. You know um, how I feel about Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, I do. Um, but yeah, I mean, there. there's a whole bunch of nemesises on this team for for Knicks fans, especially. Um. So it's gonna be a very interesting matchup because like the Pacers are actually a good team this year and they're like they're not like some team that you can just like beat down on. But I mean the way our defense and offense have been flowing, maybe we can. So who knows? I mean, I, bro, what is Tyrese Halliburton gonna do against Quentin Grimes? Not much. Like Quentin Grimes is believe it. The only person I'm really like worried about giving us work is like Mathurin. I'm thinking about Miles Turner. I think Mitch has shown that he's been able to like hold his own against like guys like sure. Brooke and Vooch. So I'm not really concerned with Miles Turner. Fair. Fair. But like Matherin, Matherin has given a lot of teams trouble this year. So yeah, dude came in and he was just like on his Ben Gordon shit. Or he was with sixth man of the year as a rookie. So yeah, he's he's been that guy for for the for for the Pacers. I mean, he was their leading scorer tonight in a game where they were super competitive against the Cavs, who have been one of the better, if not the best defense in the league the last couple games at, at the very least. Yeah. Um, so worst offense though, just weird. Like the yeah. worst offense, best defense is a weird ass combo. Insane combination. But yeah, I mean Pacers, they are no slouch. Um, but you know, I hope the Knicks go out there and take care of business because I think that we are better than them. So we should be able to beat them. Um and hopefully we do do that. Yep. I think it'll be I think it'll be a win for us. It'll be a good game to see too. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a good game. Um Francisco Carrillo says gotta honor defense no matter who. That Amen. is a fact. That is a fact. And I think this Knicks team has has done that. I, I like the fact that tonight, like even as the Bulls were like waving the white flag, the Knicks like stayed aggressive defensively and kept applying pressure and you know, didn't let up. Steve McCallie put them chains on them. It was filthy. But yeah, I, I just like that from the Knicks and like, you know, just shows that they are resilient. They're locked in. And, you know, you're just hoping that they come out with that same mindset and intensity um, versus the Pacers. And hopefully we can get that seventh straight win. Need that. Need that. Um. So we will check out for today shout out to everyone that tuned in make sure y'all leave a like and subscribe shout out to everyone that dropped a comment make sure y'all check out the links in the description for everything stricken related we got links to the site merch patreon and twitter all great ways to support us we are also on instagram now at the strict.land just in case elon musk whatever the hell he's doing because he is doing god knows what with that bird app 
right now. So just in case he decides to just absolutely delete the thing off the face of the earth, you still can follow us on Instagram for all your stricken related content. That is the strict.land on Instagram. Make sure y'all are tuned in over there. Same type of next coverage that you see on Twitter. It is the over there. Um, just in case you are just not someone that is on Twitter, you can always follow us there. We will be back on Sunday after the Pacers game. Um, oh, we are at Indiana. I didn't even know that, but we are at Indiana. Yeah. All right, that's interesting. I don't like playing there. I don't like the lighting of that building. It is very yeah, gray and dark. dim. It's dark. I hate it. Yeah. So hopefully we can win. I really hate that arena. Um, we'll catch y'all after that game. Um, and yeah, peace out. Have a good wet weekend. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.